Podcasting from a sex-writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords here, one half of the Smutlancer duo. This is my week to just talk to myself and anybody else who might be listening. Uh, welcome back. If you're new, yeah, it's it's better when Molly's here. Just saying, just saying, it's better when Molly's here. Um, but here we are. It is, I'm recording this and this is going live towards the end of the year uh, when we are right in the middle of goal setting, resolution making, future thinking uh, mindsets. It's kind of what a lot of us do, especially if you're trying to build your audience or you're trying to make money or you want to do whatever you did last year, but do it better. Um, I'm not immune to that. I'm in the process of doing a lot of that myself. Um, I honestly thought this is sort of what happened in 2018 as well. At the end of 2018 going into 2019, I thought that I wasn't really setting any new goals, that I was just um, maintaining what I was doing and trying to do it better. Um, and that I think is always a worthy goal. What is it that you want to be doing? What is it that you have been doing? How can you do it better? Um, that being said, since probably around the end of November, around Thanksgiving to about now, I'm recording on December 6th. The earliest you can possibly hear this is what, December 9th. Um, I have been inundated with ideas and plans and goals that technically uh, further what I'm doing and are the same goals I've had, um, but they're I'm not doing them better. I'm in some ways I'm doing them in different ways. Um, and so the excitement and or stress, depending on how you characterize your own goal setting, um, is not something I'm immune to. Uh, even though I kind of thought I was, I kind of thought, well, I just want to do what I do, but I want to do it better and more successfully. Um, the reality, though, is that periodically, yearly is a, a fine time frame to use. We do have to change things and we do have to um, decide to do something not the same, but better, but different. Um, and using all of the knowledge that we have learned from all the other things we've tried, successes and fails. There's always something to learn in everything we do as Smutlancers. Um, but the thing I want to talk about this week, uh, and it pertains to goal setting, it pertains to looking forward to what you want to do next year, but also what you want to do next week and what you want to do five years from now and what you did last month. You know, um, it's something that Molly and I touched on in our goal setting episode. If you have not heard that one yet, uh, definitely give that a listen. 
And it's the idea of not doing things anymore. And I want to talk for just a few minutes. I'm trying to keep this short because we're in the holiday season and everybody's busy. All of us, including myself. So I'm trying to keep this short. But I want to talk about not just the deciding what you're not going to do uh, as you put together your goals for next year or next quarter or next month or however you do your goal setting. Um, I want to talk about the fear that you can sometimes feel when you think, maybe I won't do that anymore. So I think most of us are fairly familiar with a little bit of fear or anxiety and certainly imposter syndrome when we want to start something new. Um, We have that idea of, well, what if I'm not good enough? What if I can't do it? What if it sucks? What if nobody cares? What if I fail? Like when we're future thinking about what we are going to do, it's very easy to be nervous. It does stop many of us from doing things that we really want to do. Um, But it's something we talk about a lot in a lot of different ways because it's ongoing. It's happening all the time. Um, But a thing that I've had to personally face in the past probably six months is the fear of stopping something. And and fear might be too strong of a word on some levels. Um, I think there's just as much nervousness uh, and anxiousness as there can be in starting something new. But when you think about doing something that you've done for a while and you've gotten comfortable with it and you've gotten mostly positive feedback and maybe um, people, other people are involved in it, the idea of stopping something that no longer serves you can be scary. It can be terrifying on some level because there's a lot of other kinds of what ifs that can come into the equation. Uh, what if I disappoint somebody? What if somebody's mad at me? What if I stopped too soon? And if I had just kept doing that thing, eventually I might have seen some success. Who am I if I don't do that thing? This uh, 2019, at least the end of 2019, has been a bit of an identity crisis for me personally. Um, I call myself a sex blogger, but I don't really do much sex blogging anymore. I've allowed my personal site to go fairly quiet um, so that I can focus on other things. And it made me nervous. Now, I'm not getting rid of KaylaLords.com. I'm not making it go away. It is there. I want it to be there for two reasons. One, people still read lots of content on it and get something from it. Two, I want it there for when I want to go back to it when I can go back to it, when I feel like going back to it, when I need to go back to it. Um, So it's not going anywhere. I will confess I did wrestle with, and I still kind of wrestle with, um, whether Masturbation Monday, the blogging meme that I host every week, if that should continue to be a thing. Um, For anybody who is a sex blogger and does Masturbation Monday, yes, it will continue to be a thing. I'm not here to tell you that it's going away. Um, But I had to wrestle with it because there are other things I'm trying to do. And I questioned what kind of place it has in my content creation life. And does it does it fit with what I want to do? Does it fit with my goals? Does it fit with just the thing, the person I want to be in the online space as Kayla Lords? And I think those are the questions to ask yourself about continuing to do something or stopping it altogether. Um, In some ways, Masturbation Monday does not fit with any of my current goals, but I have 
other reasons for wanting to do it. But when I thought about not doing it anymore, when I thought about not being a sex blogger anymore and just not abandoning KaylaLords.com, but just sort of going, okay, yeah, there's that thing over there. Um, it did scare me. It made me very nervous because then the questions came up of, well, who am I? And what does this mean if I stop doing this? But some of these questions we wrestle with aren't even that big. Sometimes it's a small thing. You've been blogging three days a week and now in 2020, you're gonna go down to one day a week because you're doing this, you're doing that. And there can be fear in that. In that, And, and that's a relatively small change. But to the person who's wrestling with the decision, it doesn't feel very small because questions come up of, well, am I gonna disappoint my audience? Am I gonna lose my numbers? Are, you know, are people gonna be upset with me? Am I gonna miss out on great opportunities? Those are all valid questions to ask. What I would say to you, if you are faced with even a decision like that, is to think of it in another light. What do you gain if you make that change, if you stop doing that thing, if you slow down on doing that thing? Does that open up other time for you to work on other things? Does it afford you opportunities to say yes to things that you've previously said no to? If you're like many of us, uh, I think I could speak for Molly here, including Molly and myself, is it one of those things that it just gives you time to breathe because you didn't say no to other things, you said yes to all the things, and now you feel like you're drowning and something has to give? Um, those, I would say, are some of the questions to ask yourself when you're thinking about what you don't want to do anymore. The other thing I would remind us all of, not just myself, although I need the reminder from time to time as well, is that almost none of it has to be permanent. The permanent stops are if you stop working with a specific client or brand, you're not gonna, it's hard to get back in once you step away. It's not impossible, but it is difficult. Um, if you stop doing a certain kind of work, it can be more difficult to get back in, but again, not impossible. But let's say you stop blogging on one site so you can focus on another site. Let's say you stop doing videos so you can focus on audio. Let's say you stop writing so you can record videos, like whatever kind of content you're creating. Let's use that as the example. You're gonna stop one thing so maybe you can focus on something else or you're just gonna stop it because you just don't love it anymore and you've been doing it because you thought you had to. Um, none of that's permanent. If you are thinking about stopping or decreasing the amount of time you spend on something that is created under your own power and your own energy, you can always do it again. Now, some of the common thoughts that will pop up into at least my mind when I do that is, well, what if I've lost my audience? Uh, what if nobody cares anymore? Those are valid questions, I think, because sometimes you can lose an audience and sometimes people do care less than they did when you were doing it two years ago. But the audience you've had when you started a thing might come back and also will not be, will never be the same audience you have a year from now, two years from now. You can always build a new audience. There are always new people coming online and discovering that sex blogs are a thing, or they're coming online and they're discovering that they can get their sex toy recommendations from YouTube. They're coming online and they're like, oh my God, podcasts are a thing. So you might not get back those original audience members from the day you stopped doing one thing, but you can with um, 
some consistency and some dedication to it, you can build a new audience. The audience is there. They might just be slightly different people. Um, so for me, that is often the most um, comforting thing is anything I think, mm, maybe I'm going to stop this and I just won't do this for right now. Uh, it's still there for me to go back to. Uh, for right now does not mean permanently. So I would kind of do play a little mind trick on yourself and don't think of the thing that you're stopping if it fills you with those kinds of doubts. Don't think of the thing that you're stopping as a permanent change. You're just not going to do it for right now. You're just going to give it a break. Um, my experience has been so far that if I give myself a quote break and then I never go back to it, it wasn't something I needed to do anymore and I don't miss. If I miss it, I'm going back. I'm going to make space for it. Um, I'm not going to lie. There is the hazard that sometimes it's harder to go back to it because we feel like maybe we've lost some skills, some talent, some mojo. Maybe we um, aren't sure we can create that kind of content anymore. What I would say to that is you don't have to create the old kind of content if that's what you stop doing. You don't have to do that. You can start from where you're at right now and do something new. That's okay. Um, and I think if you can remind yourself that that is okay, um, then it's easier to say, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that thing anymore. Um, if the thing you don't want to do anymore uh, involves money you're earning, this is more difficult. Um, my personal opinion is, if you can afford to just say, nope, not doing this anymore, then go for it. If it's, you know, not serving you anymore, if it's a direction you just don't want to go in anymore, if you don't enjoy the work anymore, you're not doing your best. Uh, I have found when you are actively thinking, I hate doing this. It's just not your best work. Um, I recommend in those situations, looking for other avenues and alternatives. What else can you do to make up that income if it's income you need? If it's income you have to have, where else can you build uh, income from that will allow you to either one day just quit this other completely um, or slowly phase it out of your life. I am in that process right now. I did finally in 2019, I'm looking forward to actually looking at it, uh, probably in January, but in 2019, I tracked my income, um, that was not client work. So if you follow the Smart Lancer website, you know, I do an income report every month. Um, and I show you what I made for the month versus my known expenses. Um, and then, here you go. Well, outside of the blog, I also keep a spreadsheet of the income streams I want to build that have nothing to do with client work. These are all the income streams that are powered by my content or the efforts of myself and or John Brownstone and or Molly Moore, those kinds of things. And um, I've been tracking monthly what kind of income came from where each month so that I could look at a total for uh, annually and a total for the month. And then I could break them out by, okay, how much did I earn from Patreon? How much did I earn from products? How much did I earn from sponsorships? And so I could look and see. And part of it is for 2019, I just wanna look and see. But what it's gonna help me do is compare in 2020, where am I building? Where am I not building? Where do I need to put more effort? What What is working, what isn't? Um, and in those veins, if the thing you're thinking of stopping is income-based and is part of what you need to live or it just helps maybe power your website or whatever, 
tracking those numbers can help, I think. I think it won't fix anything, but it lets you see where you're growing and where you're not. And is something not growing? And is that the thing you should stop? Maybe you can put your efforts somewhere else. Or, hey, do you want to try and grow that particular income stream? That Maybe that's where you put your efforts in order to build up your income so that you can more easily and with a little less stress, stop doing that other thing that you really don't want to be doing. Um, Those are the kinds of things that I think are important to look at in goal setting. It's not enough to just say, here's all the things I'm gonna do in 2020 and beyond. We all only have so much time in our day and in our life. And while time management and being productive instead of being busy and um, using tools and methods to help you stay on task and get more done are all important, and I try to utilize as many of those things as I can, um, we still only have so much energy to go around. And that often means that depending on where you're at in your Smutlancer life, you're going to have to say no to something. You're going to have to stop doing something to make room for something else. Um, and sometimes it's really easy. You look at a thing you've been doing, you're like, I'm not doing that anymore. And whew, I feel complete relief. I've decided that. And sometimes because of how we feel about a thing we've doing, we've been doing or how it um, is part of our identity or the role we play with other people by doing that thing. Sometimes those decisions can feel unnerving. They can feel scary. They can make us anxious. They can make us worry. And that is valid. And I think we have to make space in our goal setting lives to admit that, to deal with that, to face those head on. Um, so my view on it is be very real with yourself about what you can do, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. Um, you do not have to justify yourself to anybody. You can if you want to. If you want to explain your decision to your audience or to your friends or to a business partner, of course. And I think the closer somebody is to you um, in that content creation or in that work life or in that income stream, I think that that's a good thing. Give them give them a reason. But you also don't have to. You don't have to justify your decisions to anybody else. You can just simply say, I'm not going to do that anymore because I'm focusing my attention on this. And then talk about why you're excited to focus your attention on that and what you plan to do with that. Um, There is also, of course, the fear of... um, Sometimes it's easier to kind of stay with the enemy we know or the thing we know, even if we hate it because we know what to expect and trying something new is filled with the unexpected. We have no idea what will come of it. That is where I think, again, you mess with your own mind and you remind yourself that both things are temporary. Stopping a thing, temporary. Starting a thing, temporary. I think it is better to give yourself time, real time, to acclimate, to see results, to get better at a thing. Um, So I would not say, oh, I'm not going to blog in January and I'm going to start doing, you know, fill in the blank. I'm going to start a podcast in January, but hey, I'm going to decide one way or the other in February. Personally, I would say one month of doing a new thing is not enough time to know how you feel about it, unless you immediately hate it. (laughs) It's a little bit like hard limits in in BDSM. Sometimes you just know that you don't like this. Um, 
But if it's more of a, that you're struggling and that you're trying to find your footing and you're trying to find your audience, a month is not enough time. I would say six months. I would say give yourself either a quarterly or a semi-annual check-in with the new things you're trying and the things you've given up. Do you miss the things you've given up? Well, can you fit them back into your life? Have you tried this thing and it's just not doing it for you? And maybe you're seeing some growth, but you're not enjoying yourself. Maybe you both have not seen growth and don't enjoy yourself. If you're loving it, if you are living for this new thing you're doing, that's different. Keep going because the audience might just be slow in appearing and you still have new things to learn. Um, But that is sort of the freedom we have. I think a lot of us think that when we start a thing or we stop a thing, we've committed to it forever. And it's easy to be very nervous about that. But when you stop a thing, you can almost always start it up again. Maybe not with the same people as before, maybe not in the same way as before, but you can go back again most of the time. So if you are doing your goal setting and you are worried about the things you want to stop and you're worried about what it says about you and you're worried about what it says, you know, how it changes your identity or your online presence or your whatever as a content creator, um, you're not alone. I think it's more common than we even talk about. It's very exciting to talk about the new stuff we're going to do. It's not always so exciting. It's almost never exciting to talk about things we're not going to do. But just remember that it's not permanent, um, that you can in some form or fashion go back again if you want, but also that it's okay to admit something no longer serves you, something no longer works for you, you're not that person anymore. That is part of the growth of anything in life. I mean, specific to us, it's the growth of, of smut lancing and working for yourself and building an audience and building income. Um, but it's true in every other facet of life as well. Um, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And if it you actively don't want to do it anymore, don't do it anymore. Um, whether you can make a clean break from it or you have to gradually remove yourself from it. I am looking forward to the day when I can gradually remove myself from client work. I will not lie. I don't know what that threshold looks like right now. I think maybe for 2020, this will be the year that I give myself some real dollar amounts. Like if I can get to this, then I can do that. Um, And that's another thing. If you need to stop something that you want to stop doing, but you know you can't afford to stop doing it right now, give yourself benchmarks, give yourself mini goals, give yourself a timeline of some sort. And when I say timeline, I don't necessarily mean a calendar timeline. I mean, like in this case, if I wanted to stop all client work, every other revenue stream I have would need to equal my client work. But if I just want to step back from client work, then that's a different goal. And however long that takes me, it takes me, but it gives me a benchmark to make those decisions. So yeah, you're not alone if you want to stop doing something. You're also not alone if it makes you nervous. It is a valid feeling. It's something we all go through, but also it's part of growth and it's part of getting to where you really want to be. Um, And so as you're setting your goals, get very real with yourself about the things you don't want to do anymore. And if you're feeling fear or anxiety or worry or any of the negative emotions about stopping a thing, um, you, you have a lot more freedom than you realize and it is okay. And your audience either will go along for the ride with you 
or it'll be your opportunity to build a new and different audience. Okay, that is it for me. Next week, it is Molly, and she will be here on her lonesome. And then we are taking two weeks off for the holidays. So the week of Christmas, the week of New Year's, oh, we will not be here. Uh, there will be a no blog posts. Uh, there will be no newsletters. I am taking two freaking weeks off. Um, <laughs> there will probably be a lot of goal setting in that time, but there will be nothing else. Uh, and we will be back together again in the first week of the new year after like the second week of January, I think that is after New Year's. Um, so have a good holiday, however you celebrate. Um, if you want to chat, we are always online, even if we're not blogging or podcasting or any of those things. So reach out to us on social, either one of us. Um, and yeah, that is it for me this week. Uh, happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, and Happy Holidays all the way around. I will... See you in 2020.